Hey there, I'm Mike. Some of you know me from the Twisted Cape. Some of you know me because maybe I'm too busy being yours to fall for somebody new. But regardless of how you know me, you know I love comics, and that's what we talk about on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mike's Big Stack. Oh, hell yeah, my thickies. Welcome to the show, everyone. Recording, as always, at Thickness Central. And welcome back to Season 2 of Mike's Thick Step. We are still looking for some new YouTube and Twitch followers, all at the Twisted Cape No Spaces. As always, we start with the city shoutouts. So, oh, here's here's one. Fuquay Marina, North Carolina. God, I hope I said that right. Thank you so much. We, uh, we love that you're checking out the show. Ashburn, Virginia. We got friends, man. Your friend, not friends, your family. Uh, Almighty Kazakhstan. Thank you for checking in from across the globe. Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Thank you so much. We love to see you popping in. Okeechobee, Florida. Love saying that. It's just a silly name for a for a place to live. Uh, but you're a great person for checking out the show. And finally, Moscow, Russia again across the globe thanks for listening and coming back friends and now we'll check out mike's thickometer oh yeah mike's thickometer so thick i call it queen victoria this week clocks in out of seven out of ten on mike's thickometer it's pretty thick it's thick enough i'm not i'm not mad two c's only i'm only going two c's no more than two c's that's fine all right, the books this week have a DC advantage, so we'll go ahead and start with those DC books, and we'll we'll move it on back for the Marvel stuff later. Opening with Batman number one fifteen, I give this a two point five out of five. Fear State continues, and Batgirls get started. Simon Seat deals with the fallout of Peacekeeper Zero One, taking out Peacekeeper X as Scarecrow tries to turn Peacekeeper Zero One to his side of things. Miracle Molly and Batman team up to go find the Mind Machine. Saint moves on Poison Ivy, who is not happy about it. And then in Batgirls, Cass is on the run from the Magistrate. Oracle sends Spoiler after her to help her out. And Babs is confronted by a new hacker called Seer. Pros are that Batgirls feels like it might be something really fun. As always, the Jimenez art pops like crazy. Cons are that I'm kind of over this story right now. Also, the split in art is just not fun for me. Next up, we have Batman Catwoman number 8. I gave this a 2 out of 5. Batman and Catwoman deal with the Joker's influence. Dick and Helena talk and then find Joker's body strewn in a tree from Catwoman. Joker and Phantasm go see a family and a revelation about Andrea's son, and Joker tries to kill her. Batman tries to convince Catwoman to help him with Joker, but she won't because she's tired of feeling like a possession. Pros are the bits of motivation behind Catwoman's actions that we get. Cons are just about everything else. I wasn't a huge fan of this issue. Convoluted writing, jumpy story bits, inconsistent art styles. Hopefully next issue turns around for me. Next up we have Batman Secret Files Peacekeeper 01 number 1. It's a mouthful. I gave this a 2.5 out of 5. It's an origin story of sorts for Peacekeeper 01. We learn a lot about Peacekeeper 01 aka Sean Mahoney in the story. He has a lot of dirty cops in his family. He's a victim of several types of abuse, which is not directly called out. There's an explanation about why he doesn't care for Gordon in here as well. We also learn about his time in Arkham as a guard, and then we get through his A-Day quote-unquote heroism and his subsequent ascension. 
He goes to see his dad, and that confrontation convinces him that Scarecrow is right. Pros are that there's a lot of motivational information for Peacekeeper 01 in this book. The art is unique and fits the tone of the book, especially the Batman rogues that pop up. Cons are that this feels like it should have been sprinkled in at the end of the Batman books as those backup stories to make it feel more impactful. Also, at this point in the event, it's not very interesting because we're almost done with him as a character, I think. Now we have Flash number 775. It gave this a 4.5 out of 5. Wally deals with the cosmic glaive and all the heroes and villains around it. Everyone, including Mr. Terrific, Superman, and Linda, Wally's wife, seem to be snapping at Wally around the glaive as well as in Central City. He fights Michael and then is ambushed by a crowd of villains after the glaive. He builds a containment unit around the glaive, which fails and then infects the city with hate. A dude called Starbreaker shows up and claims the glaive, releasing Eclipso. He flies off, and Wally is pulled away by Dr. Fate. Pros are the art and the fun nature of this story. The art is clean and bonkers from start to finish, and since Wally has taken over, the book has become fun again. Cons are that somehow this long issue feels so short. A lot goes down in this book, and it reads like a book half its size. I could have used more splash pages. I'm greedy. Next up, we have Green Lantern, number seven. I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. John evolves while Joe continues to crack the mystery. Lonar takes John back in time where he squares up with Uxus, aka Darkseid, to save the Guardians before they become the Guardians. His actions cause him to evolve into something else. Joe, meanwhile, continues to investigate while Simon worries about Kelly and the fact that she won't wake up. Kelly's gauntlet automatically taps into her subconscious and Kelly manifests construct Young Justice members to attack the ship until Simon reaches out to her and gets them to disperse. The pros are where John is going as a character and any page with Joe on it. Both characters are overdue for an elevation. Cons for me start and end with the cover which advertises Kilowog's last stand and he's not even in the book at all. Next up, we have Nightwing, number 85. I gave this a 4.25 out of 5. This Fear State tie-in is a Babs-centric tale. Batgirl has shut down Oracle because of Seer compromising everything. Dick tries to protect her as she remembers their early history. Nightwing and Batgirl go to a backup Oracle site, which is being guarded by the Magistrate, which they quickly shut down. They get fear-gassed, and she sees Nightwing killed right in front of her. Tim Drake shows up with the cure, and once they reunite, Nightwing and Batgirl finally kiss. Seer breaks up the moment, and Babs figures out where she is, but the Batgirls are in trouble and are seemingly killed. Pros are the brilliant decision to tell this from Babs' point of view. Also love the trauma that the characters experience in this issue because it leads to growth. I'm a fan of the fill-in artist because he does Bruno-style justice without trying to be a carbon copy. Cons really aren't present in this book the next book we have is nubia and the amazons number one out of six Uh, i gave this a four out of five nubia oversees the welcoming ceremony and the amazons get a peek of what's to come nubia remembers her resurrection but then goes to greet her new sisters the new sisters go through a series of assessments and they take their new amazonian names penelope has a warning via dream that the opening of the well of souls and doom's doorway will be the end of everything Pros of the art on this book, as well as the amount of foreshadowing in the story. The art is great with a lot of detail and separation of body types for the different women in this book. I'm intrigued about the Trial of the Amazon story coming up as a result. Cons are that the main story ends abruptly before the visions start, and it's a little disruptive. 
Finally, here on the DC side, we have Superman, Son of Kal-El, number four. I gave this a four out of five. John deals with the fallout of the Kent farm being destroyed. John saves his grandparents, but discovers that his new friend Jay is post-human and has powers. John is in shock at losing his childhood home, but goes back to help Faultline, who is about to get attacked by the League. Hippolyta takes her into her protection while John and Jay go to meet the Airy and Wink from Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad run in Metropolis to trade info that fingers Bendix as the responsible party. John shares info with Lois and goes to confront Bendix. John goes to save the man from the forest that Bendix uses as a trap and his powers get amplified uncontrollably. Pros are everything story related for this issue. I love the pacing as well as the developments as the issue goes on. Cons are that I wasn't a huge fan of the artist on this issue. I feel like I wasn't always a fan of the facial work or the body proportions, but it does work well at times. All right, we'll take a quick break, drop into the Marvel books, and wrap things up after this break. Stick around. Hey everyone, Jesse here from the Twisted Cape. If you're a fan of video games like me, and also a fan of the fantastic dude bringing you this podcast, then boy do I have the thing for you. Join Mike on Tuesday nights, and sometimes other nights too when he feels like it, on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash thetwistedcape. He plays through all sorts of superhero-related video games for your entertainment. Be sure to also give us a follow on Twitch, and if you're feeling extra generous, go ahead and drop us a subscribe and join in on the chat. And now, enjoy the rest of the episode. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. Heroes. Huh. They can have their time. Doom will arrive soon enough. Hey everybody, Sam here from the Twisted Cape. If you haven't already done so, be sure to check out the Twisted Cape's Tee Public page, which we have live right now for you to purchase any and all of your clothing needs with Twisted Cape logos on them. We got shirts. Socks, maybe. Wow. We got other shirts with hoods on them, and they have longer sleeves. So warm. We got everything you could ever want with Twisted Cape logos on them. So, again, please be sure to check out the Twisted Cape's Tee Public page. Check out the link in the description, and be sure to pick up your favorite stuff right now. Thanks, everybody. And now, back to Mike's Thick Stack. we're back thanks so much for hanging out and uh listening to friends and us talk about the stuff that we have going on uh we appreciate it to start off the marvel stuff we have death of dr strange number two i gave this a 3.75 out of five chapters three and four of jed mckay and lee garbett's master of mystic arts saga invaders come from mystical realms with the fall of the sorcerer supreme young dr strange his allies and foes are confronted by the three mothers who are terrifying the Avengers show up, and the three mothers wipe the floor with all of them. The mothers are looking for magic to feed their child, which is clearly unnerving. 
pros start with the chapter styled content that helps compartmentalize things as a reader. Garbutt does a great job with the characters, especially classic strange cons focus on the fact that the mystery is largely on the back burner in this issue. It's understandable, but it's still a little frustrating for me as a reader. Next up, we have Fantastic Four number 37. I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. This is a Fantastic Four Halloween story with Spider-Man. The Profiteer comes for Joe and Nicola on Halloween. Johnny catches up with Spidey and spills his love life troubles. The Grimm family bonds as a result of the attack that's made on them. And Reed is having a parental issues with his parents, specifically how his mom abandoned him and his long lost sister. The pros in this issue are the kids. I love that the kids are hilarious in this with their plot to steal more candy but then have to give it back. I also like the depth of emotions that the kids actually have in this issue. Cons are that I'm so curious about Reed's struggles and his sister and the two pages that we got are nowhere near enough. Last two books here we have Thor number 18. I gave this a 4.25 out of 5. Thor seeks help tracking down the missing Mjolnir from an unlikely source. Thor starts by asking Loki for help finding Mjolnir, and, and Loki calls BS, saying that he needs a spy. In a reverse psychology kind of way, it works. Then Thor goes to Throg, the frog Thor, and asks for help finding Mjolnir, which Throg susses out without Thor saying anything. He also says he needs a team, which he's already assembled, which includes Lockjaw, Lockheed, Huggin and Munnin, and Bats to go be his spies. Pros are all over this book. The art, the story, the characters used, Throg's arrogance used against Thor's arrogance. It's just delightful. Cons are that it didn't really feel like it advanced the story that much, but you can tell it's a necessary cog in this specific story machine. Finally, we have United States of Captain America number five. I gave this a three out of five. It's the final issue in this miniseries. The captains, specifically Steve, Sam, and John, move on Hatemonger but get captured. Bucky shows up with the rest of the Captain America network. They take down Hatemonger and Steve gets his shield back. The network goes public sharing that anyone can be a Captain America. Pros start with the art, which is clutch in this issue. There's so many caps to illustrate and they're all unique and fun in their own ways. Cons are that I like the story, but it felt very neat, especially with all the caps going their separate ways at the end without setting something a little more formal up. All right, we've now hit my new favorite part of the show, the weekly ranking. There are 12 books overall this week, and here's how it shakes out. Here we go from number 1 to 12, 1 being the best, 12 being the worst. First off, we have Flash number 775, followed by Thor number 18. Then we have Nightwing number 85 and Superman Son of Kal-El number 4, both Tom Taylor pen books. Nubia number 1 comes in at number 5, followed by Death of Doctor Strange number 2, rounding out the top half. The bottom half runs like this. Fantastic Four, number 37, Green Lantern, number 7, United States of Captain America, number 5, Batman, number 115, Batman Secret Files of Peacekeeper, 01, number 1, and finally, Batman Catwoman, number 8. Now, as we start to wrap up, if you want to be on the show, hit us up on Twitter at SpiderMike29 or at the Twisted Cape. Looking ahead to next week, I'm looking forward to reading, on the Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man number 77, Daredevil number 35, and Moon Knight number 4, my boy. On the DC side, I'm looking forward to DC vs. Vampires number 1, Robin number 7, and Task Force Z number 1. Follow us on all socials, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, all at the Twisted Cape. 
no spaces, and a link is in the show notes. We do a weekly show on YouTube, and we stream on Twitch at least once a week. As far as all the others, if you follow us, we will follow you in return. If you really like us and our shows, feel free to grab some of our merch from TeePublic, which has a link in the show notes. Finally, feel free to shoot us some feedback on this show to thetwistedcape at gmail.com and use the subject line MTX. Thanks for tuning in, so until next time, we could be together if you wanted to. Stay safe, wear a mask, please get that vaccine, and most importantly, stay twisted. Fix that.